podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting it? turned out to not be connected to Cloverfield, and everyone's like, well, in that case, I don't care. Welcome to the Movie, movie, podcast, everybody. Yeah, that's right. We're going to jump right in on that note. Welcome, everybody. I am your host, Tiggs, and with me, as almost always, Alex. Hello. And as always, Peter. <laughs> Just move on. No one can follow that. <laughs> and Russ. Yeah, no gimmick. I'm Russ. Uh, so we're going to do a little bit of a different format this time. So we're going to get into Time Machine. We're going to go back to 2012. And we're going to talk about some of the movies that we nominated for Worst Movie of the Year and see if we still think that that's the case. Our winner, I believe, was This is 40. I don't believe it was our... I think that, that one landed in, like, third place. Really? No, are you kidding? You guys vehemently... I'm fairly certain we hated it. Yeah. But Alex Alex put up such a fight for it. That yeah. is... Oh, my God. <laughs> um, my favorite movie. I think above that... I think... Yeah. I, I think we we landed above that was either Alex Cross or Dark and definitely Dark Shadows. Yeah, um, but also in the running uh, were Rock of Ages and that's my boy. Um, so I'm going to nominate one of you guys to start this off, and I'm going to nominate Russ uh, to choose one of those five, give us a brief description, and then tell us your thoughts. Okay, um, because I, if if I look at these movies and. I say, which one is more for me than the rest of you? I would have to say Rock of Ages. Mm -hmm. uh, Purely because it's a dumb musical and I have a penchant for those. Rock of Ages was the movie that no one asked for based off of the play that no one asked for that asked, what if we made a karaoke musical based on hair metal from the late 80s? Yep. And what if we made Tom Cruise a rock star? He does not work as a rock star at all. No, no, no. no, no. Action hero, sure. Totally. Doing his own stunts. Even as Jack Reacher, who's six foot five in the in the books, he's more believable as a six foot five dude than a like a sexual rock god. All that said, I rewatched this movie last weekend or two weekends ago. It is a steaming <laughs> pile of just not necessary. Yeah. It 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 doesn't like and, and this is at a time where like movies like Hairspray were coming out and a little it's a little after, it's after Chicago, but musicals have done all right in the last I'd say 15 years. So this move and it moved the movie had a star-studded cast, like Tom Cruise. You got the two people who are the leads who no one cares about. You got <laughs> Brian Cranston, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Like, yeah, this there's is a the which which Brian Cranston was just starting to be in movies when yep. when public opinion of Alec Baldwin was possibly at its highest. Yeah, and Catherine oh, yeah. Zeta-Jones was like this return to Hollywood story. And, like, she's doing a musical again. The last time she did a musical, it was Chicago. Uh, yeah. That was a big Oscar movie. So the the it seemed like all of the stars were aligning for this movie to be good or interesting or, at, at minimum, a hit, whether it was right. good or not. And it, it kind of fell in this really weird, 
area where it's like it it made some money but not enough to remember it, it, it didn't it, if its reported budget is correct, it did not recoup its budget. Didn't rec- did not no. It definitely didn't recoup its budget, and I'm sure the budget was purely just in the cast. And musicals tend to you know kind of cost money because you need elaborate sets and stuff. Paul Giamatti as a sniveling bad dude, like all of the stuff made sense. Yeah. Uh, except if you rewatch the Mary J. Blige strip club stuff, it feels really. Yeah weird and dated and like it's saying something like uh a woman could only be down on their luck if they were at a working at a strip club which is you know kind of reductive and not okay but this movie it, <laughs> it should it even I, I it's not a movie meant for you to think as you're watching it definitely not but but it's two, over two hours which is it's, insane God. it's too long i think that some of the songs can be fun but for the most part it's just like it's just a drag and alec baldwin has no place in a musical um no did he actually sing in that i was about to say yeah, yeah. yes well what, what song did he do again i forget he did the one where he like uh kisses what's his name um russell brand, russell brand. And then, he has um, some, and, then he, and then he does something earlier on in the film, like during the intro, I think everybody has uh, at least a line or a verse, and he has one at that point as well. Yeah, um, he, they're doing they, they do like the mashup of yeah. Jukebox Hero and I Love Rock and Roll, so he's oh, doing yeah. that. And then he he has, oh yeah, he has Can't Fight This Feeling with him and Russell Brand, where they're like, they realize they're gay for each other or something. <laughs> Which is played as a joke because you're. Oh, it's only funny if you're gay. Yeah, so weird. Yeah, this is. I so I made. I I tried to rewatch all of these movies, and this is the one that I watched like the opening thirty five minutes of, and the whole the opening thirty five minutes was exactly the same like thing. It wasn't doing anything different at any time. The story. It was just like I know that the next hour and forty minutes of this movie is going to be this exact thing. I don't want to do this right now. Like I, I, I get what this is. I get what it's trying for. And I shut it off during Catherine Zeta Jones. Hit me with your best shot. See. Oh my God. Yeah. I yeah. went all the way down the rabbit hole with this movie. Same I did. Uh, I went all the way from beginning to end. It is oppressively long. And I did not realize that when I was blacked out, when we saw this in the theater. <laughs> you know, yeah. This came, again, when this came out for Loco was still a thing. Yep. Yep. It was. Wait, so, this wait, was actually saw... a time where I didn't loco. I think uh, oh. Declan bought like a bottle of whiskey or a bottle of rum, and rum. we just destroyed it. Because yeah. we did this, and then that's my boy, right? Yes. Best yeah, I was so <laughs> angry at you guys being completely sober and just suffering through these two long, long movies. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, I'm like, they, both these movies, I'm pretty sure, were two plus hours. Yeah, Comedy yeah. shouldn't be two hours, and musicals shouldn't shouldn't be this long unless they're actually good. Uh, so I, I didn't rewatch Rock of Ages. I just kind of fell by the wayside. I didn't care enough. Um, is there, like, do you see, like, the audience they're trying to get for that, like, at the time? Couldn't tell you. Like, did it make Could sense? Could not no. tell you who this movie was for. Like, because yeah, I get like there is a, there are certain people who like musicals, but yeah. this is like trying to be like, what if a musical was cool or like tough or something? And but I'm that is a very what's that? Yeah, he cut out. Oh, uh, um, but yeah, it's a very weird 
line that this movie's trying to tell. I don't know who it's supposed to be for, uh, but it ends up just being plainly forgettable. It's yeah. not, and and in, in in retrospect, I don't think it deserved a nomination as worst movie of the year because it's for what it's supposed to be. It is what it is. Like it yes. is a musical. It, it it does all the things it's supposed to do. It's just completely and utterly forgettable. That's not terrible. Yeah, and that's why I shut it off because it was like this isn't doing anything outwardly bad. It's just it's it's not what I want to see. But I can't imagine it disappointing a fan of Rock of Ages. Whatever that person looks if, like. If you are one of the seven people who like that play, you <laughs> like this movie. So it succeeds at what it is supposed to be. It's just kind of boring and long and forgettable. So for that, I think it doesn't even deserve, it did not even deserve its nomination. I'm sure we could have found worse movies in retrospect. Yeah, absolutely. Sure, but for the talent and cast and budget, should it have been that bad? Uh, I think it's, it's not think really good. technically it's even good. that bad. It's exactly what it's supposed to be. It's just, why am I watching this? It, yeah, it's, the story, story is just so bland, and the music, since it's jukebox, like there's no way to transcend this story. Yeah. Right. Because it's they're just, doing a Broadway play that, has, that, that can be as flat as it wants to be. Right, and, and you can't really create a narrative with the music because you're just taking songs that already exist. So yeah, it's, it's, it's thinly, a lot of musicals can, can live on the fact that most musicals are thinly written, but the music itself kind of gets the point of the film across in a meaningful and emotionally wrought way. Whereas you're just taking hair metal music, which is like completely feelingless and, and it's dumb. Yeah. It's but, not like you can compare it to the, Julie Taymor Beatles musical or um, Rocket Man because it's not like they're trying to inject the jukebox musical into a story. Like right. it's not like taking those songs to make it. This was something that was written just to be an easy Broadway thing. Yeah, it's empty. Yeah. Yes, it, it, it's so, empty and it's hollow. And as somebody who's a Mamma Mia, a Mamma Mia man, yeah, like is. that movie, they they like you could see where they took they or that play rather they took pains to kind of make the songs fit a narrative as opposed to this where they're just like, here's a song. Yeah. Because Catherine Zeta-Jones singing Hit Me With Your Best Shot is dumb for her character when she's the one trying to hit them with her best shot. Yeah, she's the evil one, right? She's the evil one. She's the bad one trying to do the thing, trying to hit them with her best shot. And then to watch her do the Michael Jackson thriller dance moves with a bunch of moms. It's like, you're just throwing shit at a wall and hoping it sticks. And in All fact, right. none of it stuck. See, and my, it's like, forgettable. But it sounds like you're describing a bad movie which should be called out for its demerits. <laughs> I, I see your point. Yes, it's, a, it's not a good movie. But I think we... I think maybe in the beginning we were being... Too, we... I don't think we were truly capturing the worst of the year if that if that movie is there. And it's yeah. five. If it's ten, sure. Yeah. I think I could probably find four worse movies if I go back and look at what I saw. I think yeah, we and have I to think talk about some of them. 
<laughs> yeah. And all right, I'm calling it there on Rock of Ages, and I'm going to call on Alex to talk about That's My Boy. Okay, guys. Uh, that's my, Should I actually pull up the real description? No, no just... I mean, you just okay, thought. So, what, what's it about? Yeah. All right, so that... that uh, <laughs> that's My Boy is uh, the... <laughs> it is the Adam Sandler comedy for 2012. Yeah. Um, this is probably... I don't know if this is quite peak terrible Adam Sandler. Um, this is his follow-up up. to Jack and Phil. Okay, so that's probably the peak. That is... Yeah, it, that, that's it. That is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Jack that was, Phil. I guess, it's really bad. And I don't mean like, uh, maybe worst of my life is, is being melodramatic, but um, That's My Boy is, uh, is Adam Sandler having as a 13 year old having sex with his teacher and uh siring andy samberg who adam sandler has to find 30 years later to get money from to stay out of jail uh (laughs) as andy samberg's about to get married um and shenanigans ensue (laughs) by that i mean it's it's over it's over two hours right uh 154 154. Oh, God, it feels like an eternity. It, it does. Feel it's like really it. long. It feels long. Yeah. And what's up? Uh, you know what? I will say this Those time around, yeah. it kind of got me a couple times, me. and I was, I was angry at the couple times I laughed at this movie. It did <laughs> though take me probably six hours to watch a two-hour movie, uh, because I had to keep coming back to it. I couldn't watch it all in one sitting. And maybe that cushioned the blow a little bit rather than being at a movie theater with a bunch of drunk friends who are having a wonderful time. Uh, (laughs) But this movie is... The problem is it's... Adam Sandler movies of this time are just kind of nasty in the sense of they're just... They're mean movies. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, but it was that... It was that his movies at this time were all PG and PG thirteen. Yeah, this this was rate. This is a hard R, yeah. but the comedy is still twelve year olds. It's weird. It's yeah. a hard R with soft nudity. Yeah, which there's is boobies. Weird. There's, no, there's a strip club scene. There's a lot of boobies in that scene. Nah, I thought it was soft. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it's something. Wasn't it? Yeah, it's it's a hard R. So the 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 language is makes it a hard R, the nudity makes it a hard R, the content makes it a hard R, but the actual jokes that they make about these things feel like it is designed to make 12-year-olds laugh. And right. it's yeah. so confusing. Right, because well, so- like the joke, like the, the here's the thing, the, the <laughs> joke at the end Oh of, yeah, we gotta talk about this. Of the brother and sister yeah. actually effing each other. Yep isn't a, even a little bit funny. Yeah, they these, were... Andy, Andy Samberg's fiance is finally unveiled to be wrong for him when Adam Sandler finds her having sex with her brother. Right. Not uh, stepbrother, not adopt, like blended family or whatever. Nope, blood brother. Yeah. And, and that's and played for jokes. And she's just like, well... There's no real explanation besides her just saying, "Well, we're both attractive, so we decided to have sex." 
That is the entirety of the explanation for that. It's and then it follows up saying that it's their secret tickle time, assuming that making it sound like she just molested him too into it. Yeah. It's, it really infantilizes him in that moment, and it's gross. It's, yeah. like <laughs> It's like you, you found a way to double down on a bad joke and make it worse. And that's to say nothing of the fact that the movie starts purely on statutory, statutory. rape. Yep. <laughs> Which is like, oh, it's, isn't that funny? I, I think that this is definitely the most problematic movie of all of the movies that are on this oh, list. It is probably yeah. the worst movie, but it's the only movie that I actually laughed at on this list. I did all, 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 all that stuff aside, there's a couple jokes, couple, couple, yeah. couple jokes. There. Well, that's the thing. So, so that's the thing about this movie. When they actually take the time and do a couple jokes, the jokes, not that they're necessarily good, but like I, I identify them as such. When you're just having like a fat stripper who's gonna eat eggs upside, like, oh god, cool. I forgot about that. I like, oh man, <sighs> Nick Swordston's like, character is what. What is that character? Who I believe he actually is in real life. <laughs> I guess I liked I this time around I liked the James Con priest character. <laughs> I kind of did too. Yeah. Did have, yeah, it's oh my god! I liked I Tony Orlando as his boss. <laughs> oh man! Again, all, like the was up the first time it comes up, and like he's just like. I've been waiting for that to come back forever. I got yeah. me this time so hard. That, whenever they subvert your expectations with stuff like that, it's actually a little bit funny. Uh, but yeah, no, it's... for the most part, this movie is just hateful. And bad. Yeah, yes, it is. It is. It is incredibly hateful. Susan Sarandon. They get Susan Sarandon for like four minutes in this movie. Yep, and oh, her geez. daughter. And her daughter plays her. Oh. That's it's even weird. Because they do that classic thing in the courtroom that, like, and, like, the whole, like, Adam Sandler's character history, that everyone thinks he's really cool for sleeping with his teacher when he was, like, a freshman in high school. Yeah. Um, I also, I really do like the new kids on the block tattoo. It's, that's funny. <laughs> that's... That was, it was pretty funny, yeah. Actually, some of the Vanilla Ice stuff is, is kind of funny, too. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It, oh, we yeah. have to stop praising this movie. <laughs> It's, I know. It, and the thing is, like, I, it's just the movie, if he stuck to his, like, textbook PG-13 uh, playbook, yeah, this movie does really well. Yeah. But he didn't. And he went, like, a little too, he went, like, well, not a little too. It's like you went, hard, like, a hard R in the weirdest of directions. Yeah. All the most problematic. And, like, I hate the word problematic, but all your jokes were just... Flat out, you took like really controversial stuff, and you just weren't funny. Yeah, yeah, which is... and the concept of your joke was that's a thing. Yeah, real dumb. And this movie cost seventy million dollars, and I could not tell you how. Seventy million. Oh yep. That's this is, is probably this... the most pro. Is this the most profitable out of all these two? Um, no, I thought. Wait, I'm seeing that it only cost sixty. That's still too much. I'm on the numbers, which is the, the new more fun. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, Wikipedia says 70. Doesn't matter. It didn't make its money back. Yeah, it only made 60 worldwide. Okay. Um, All right. Let, let's move I, on. Let's, I, I, <laughs> I think this, this, even though there's some stuff I enjoy, I think it's absolutely still in the running for worst of 2020. It absolutely oh, is. I think is. it's, I think it's, a, it's overlong. It's offensive in not even in a funny way. And it's just, yeah. it's hateful. It's bad. Yeah. Uh, Pete, tell me about Alex Cross. Um, Alex Cross, for those that might might be uh, might have a little like a bell ring in their head about that title character. There was an old series. There's a whole series of books. It's James Patterson books. Yep. Um, that so. that uh, Morgan Freeman played this character in a couple movies, like uh, um, is it Kiss, of, Kiss of the Spider. What's the name of that movie? Yeah. Along yeah. Along Came a Spider. Along Kiss the Girls, like a couple flicks. So in 2012, they tried to reboot this series with um, Tyler Perry, um, which its greatest failing is they reboot the series and try to make Alex Cross like a tough guy. And it might have been the right time for Tyler Perry to maybe get like a starring vehicle that wasn't a Medea film. But good Lord, does he not fit this character at all? Not at all. Nope. And. And what's even worse, they pair him up. The bad guy in the film is Matthew Fox. Do, oh, your, do yourself a favor and Google what Matthew Fox looked like in Alex Cross. Oh, so sinewy and gross. Yeah, these like, weird, sinewy, muscle-bound MMA guy who's a contract killer. And the fact that they pair – like for this reboot, they pair up Alex Cross, played by Tyler Perry, up against a MMA fighter. It just makes the miscasting of Tyler Perry for this – character type even worse it's just it's an utterly forgettable movie except when alex cross saws off a shotgun in his basement and then is um confronted by his mother who tells yes. him that if he leaves the house to do this revenge mission he can't come back he can't come back <laughs> so, yeah that's that's it he's gonna be changed so i if i remember correctly the best part of this movie is tyler perry's insane overacting is that does that? Oh yeah, he's up. like, I will follow you to the to gates. The gates. Oh. Yes. Or something like that. He absolutely doesn't work, and he's paired up. But his partner in the movie is Ed Burns, who <laughs> you got to be doing something because if you're paired up with Ed Burns, who's a weird, not not over actor, not under like this weird, who's always playing things at a weird level, just playing like a Brooklyn cop. It's just. So bad. Well, I'm sorry. It's Detroit. You always do Brooklyn like cop or yeah. Queens cop. Yeah. Um, I oh, think I he's done. done a Boston cop before, hasn't he? <laughs> oh no, you can, can no, you're right. Yeah, he can do Boston cop. I'm sorry. I I I mistook yeah. his range. Limit his range. Yeah. yeah. And then these movies are so forgettable and so yeah. Yeah, and then there's like this weird tie-in of like John Renault plays like the man behind it all, who's like yep. the money guy. It's so stupid it's just it's it just like it is a complete misfire but it was like but as, but i was saying before it was such the it felt like the right time to try to do this it just and john c mcginley as a captain always a good idea totally yeah good. totally works 100 it just That's it just fantastic. really did not work whatsoever this movie made like 25 million dollars <laughs> Um, domestically and made $9 million overseas. And it just, it was such an absolute bomb. No one gave a shit about this. As, as I said, it was just completely miscast. Um, 
in turn, it's not. It's almost more interesting for like a time capsule of a movie, though, for what they were trying to do in 2012. But I don't know if it's as like aggressively bad. It's just yeah. flat and uninteresting. But there, you it, can have some fun with Tyler Perry's performance. I remember feeling like it felt like a TV movie. It did. It does. It 100% does. Like a Sunday night movie of the week with an actor that your parents like kind of doing something a little different. Like when they made all those Amy Fisher, Joey Buttafuoco movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, like something, you know, like it felt like that. Yeah. It did not feel like a theatrical film, which is yeah. odd considering the the first two knew exactly how to do the serial killer detective sort of thing. They had it down cold. And this, like, you had years to, to this. it's like a template. We know how to make those movies. How did this go so poorly? Remember the poster? Don't ever cross Alex Cross. Oh, God. For that long, we, this has to be elevated up to the best movie category. I, I will second that. And <laughs> the worst thing is the tagline is not a don't ever cross dot dot dot. The tagline is "Don't ever cross Alex Cross," and then the poster later on says "Alex Cross." Alex Cross. Oh, that's. Nice. I think that's so much the big mistake of this movie was actually just titling it "Alex Cross." Right. Did yeah. just call it one of the books because uh, Al- who the f- like who no one knows who the fuck Alex Cross is, but they know that guy that Morgan Freeman was in those movies. So give it like a cool name like that, and then call it a, a what you call it from the pages of. Whatever, or from the what you know, yeah. give it a, a colon. It should be subtitled. We talked about this like a week ago. It should have been. It should have had a title and then subtitled, an Alex Cross mystery or like as you said from the pages of like from the front. You know, for an you know Alex Cross something. You know, like but but it needed to be the subtitle that told you that this is a potential franchise of a big character. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Tyler Perry. Is this a swing and a miss for Tyler Perry? It was. It's just. It was the wrong. It was the absolutely wrong role, and the wrong type of performance that just completely whiffs. And I think and he's it, proven since then he can do other stuff. Oh yeah, like, he's great as Baxter Stockman in TMNT too, and he's really good in Gone Girl as the lawyer as Tanner Bolt. Yes, he is. Yeah, fantastic. And I liked him in um, Vice as a uh, Colin. Yeah. Yeah, oh, so he can you. do other stuff. He, we now know that, but like, I, I just don't know what he was what he was going for in this one, and how the director was like, yeah, no, this is fine. Yeah. All right, let us keep it going, Alex. You 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 started watching Dark Shadows, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this is a, I guess I don't know if it's like a an adaptation of the nineteen sixties soap opera creepy soap opera show of the same name uh done by tim burton starring mm-hmm. the normal people that tim burton casts <laughs> yep uh um a living scarf named johnny depp uh <laughs> <laughs> that let's is see. a fucking apt description that was really good uh let's see uh i don't know i'm trying to think of something about helena bottom carter just Helena Bonham Carter at one point, like Johnny Depp gives her one compliment, and then Helena Bonham Carter goes down on him. Yes. Yep. Yeah. This. Oh yeah. 
this movie is so weird. <laughs> it's about okay, so so Johnny Depp is a vampire that is like locked away for a couple hundred years because he breaks up with a chick that's a witch and she kills his like uh girlfriend or whatever or his wife and um then he wakes curses up curses the family. Yeah, yeah. So then he wakes up after getting like freed for a couple hundred years later, and then he's in the seventies, and they get to do wacky fish out of water stuff with that. Um, and they have to save the family like seafood business. Fishing yeah, business. the family cannery. Yep. This movie is always been a fishing so family. Weird, and it's like the tone of it. It's like you think that like the one thing that like. Tim Burton can never get wrong, right? In theory, at this time, was making something a little creepy but a little funny. Never um, funny. Never laughed once during this entire movie. No. no. This movie was completely sold on the sex fighting between him and uh, uh, Ava Green. Great, yeah. Um, and like, it tries having like real jump scares. <laughs> Remember that? Like, that's so weird and out of place. Nothing in this movie worked. Yeah, it's like, I don't know if it's like trying to be uh, uh, referential to the series because it feels like they have all these different family members that just feel to come in and out of this film for no reason. Well, yeah, and with a soap opera, it's a soap opera is, you know, on every day. So you have the opportunity for characters to come in and out. So you tried to jam uh, soap operas, which, which even if it lasts a year, churn out. 300 episodes oh yeah of nonsense and you tried to put that in a two hour in a less than two hour movie either cut some of the characters down so that you can expand it as a franchise you dumb dumbs or don't well i guess the answer is why are you doing who who were the dark shadow heads out yeah. there None. that were there like <laughs> well, i get when he made mrs peregrine's fantastic megorium of wonderment or whatever, but because that's a book series that kids read or whatever. Who the fuck remembered this and cared about it? Those are two hurdles that this movie did not have before it was made, and they spent a hundred and fifty fucking million dollars on this. Yeah, and it's you know I think they because <laughs> was Dark Shadows that British? No, no, not even. Really? Okay, never mind. So I was gonna say, like at the time, like Doctor Who and all this stuff was at its height. I don't know, maybe there were less like people love like kind of weird British, British, British shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, I could I, I can't, I can't even is, justify it. It is not important, but I could remember the the story of like this soap opera was that it kind of started normally, and then they did one like kooky little dark plot and like kind of supernatural, and people responded to it, so they just like took a hard left turn. Oh, okay. Okay. That so, kind of makes more sense, but... Yeah. The worst part of the storytelling of this movie is that, like, so it starts off with, like, 15 minutes of the backstory of Johnny Depp's character. Yeah. And we were kind of introduced to what we're led to believe is, like, the um, reincarnation of his wife. Yeah. Who is the one person, for some reason, that completely leaves this movie. Even though she's our introduction to this whole family. Mm-hmm. Even though it feels like she's going to be the second lead and so important, she completely leaves the movie, and then it, we're supposed to like believe she's so important by the end of it. It's so 
oddly paced and the scenes that it chooses to show are nothing. And What's it's funny so is, it, is it seems like I'm, I'm kind of, I'm on a, I'm now doing a deep dive on a show because Bar- Barnabas Collins didn't enter the show till 10 months in. Really? And that's when stuff got goofy, but it was originally centered around, you know, the governess and her life with these weird people. And then they added a, then they added a vampire and then other stuff later. It's like, how do you, this movie can't star Johnny Depp. It it has to be from her perspective to work. Absolutely. And they change it and they make it, okay, it's about Johnny Depp. No, let him be a weird guy on the fringe. Make right. the movie yeah. about someone who isn't weird. Right. I don't know. Or so, also, also, don't make this movie. No, just don't make this movie. Yeah. I, I, I would say, like, of all of these movies, like, I think that That's My Boy is definitely the most troublesome and, and, and like, gross um, Rock of Ages is, is like is dumb, but like went fine. Alex Cross is utterly forgettable. Dark Shadows, I had the hardest time rewatching of all of these movies because I yep. was just so horribly bored and like annoyed by watching it. So it's it like is... you, you see so much money on the screen. Yeah, it's like yeah. this this movie is like watching I don't know a family I don't know go order a bunch of food from like a McDonald's or something to go. And then while there's a homeless family outside, immediately throw it all in the garbage and piss in it. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, what this yeah. feels like to me. Can I to go back say to what Tig said? I, oh, sorry. Oh, no. uh, so just real quick, because Tig said this movie, like, that's my boy's gross. This movie has Chloe Grace Moretz, who is oh, playing this oh. like sexy teen character. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. She is... She is 15 in real life. She was 15 when they shot this movie. Yeah, it felt weird. Oh, uh, and they make like the girl like she touches herself and makes cat noises. Yeah. She Ugh. is God. Oh my god. That's a line in the movie. She is completely and utterly it's disgusting that she was cats in this movie. She is entirely too young to be playing this character. And it's so it's so disgusting looking back on it. It's so disgusting thinking about how old she was, and you know how she was. Granted, she was treated for like a lot of her around this time. It's gross. And then for no reason, she's a werewolf just because she was probably a werewolf at some point in the show. Yeah, Alex, what were you going to say? Oh well, I was actually kind of. I was going to say the script is uh, Seth Graham Smith, who is awful and a hack. <laughs> Uh, and I think that just what we pointed out right there, yeah, it kind of sums up, um, yeah, some of his pithy one-liners that he tried putting in there. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't like any movie that that guy was a part of, and he was supposed to write the Beetlejuice sequel, right? Yeah, and I think that's supposed still supposed to happen, too. Yeah, right. he, he, he was, like, signed on to write so many different movies. And because of that stupid ever... book. <laughs> yeah, and he, he, did, he did Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter... Wolf. Um, uh, he's supposed. He was supposed to be doing the Flash for the longest time. He's been one of the people attached to it the longest, other than Ezra Miller. Really? Wait a minute. Uh, do you guys can? This is a, a little bit of a Seth Graham segue, which is a new segment I'd like to introduce to the podcast. <laughs> yep. Seth Graham segues. Um, I don't remember Pride and Prejudice and Zombies being released. That happened. Yeah, yeah that happened. It yeah. was. Huh. Uh, right. It was about what four years ago, right? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I actually don't remember either that movie actually happening. 
I thought yeah, it, 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 the way my memory the way my memory plays it back it's that Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter came out and it was so bad that none of the other movies came out but apparently that's just what I did and I blocked it out of my life yeah, this is it, like compl- I have no recollection of this at all. I think like it was there was no marketing push behind it. It it was there for very very short amount of time, Um, but I do remember. Oh, it was dollars. That was a January release too, so they they straight up dumped it. Yeah, they just dumped it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, that was our Seth Graham segue. Pretty good. Yeah, uh, Dark Shadows. This is a movie that's like very very up there for me because I just think it's so it's just a complete waste of time. It's gross. It's terribly plotted. It's terribly sequenced. It's like, it's so aggressively stupid and a waste of time. And it's not even like uh, that, that like we all watch terrible movies, but it, it's like, it's frustrating. It's not even fun. There's not a single laugh. I don't know what tone this movie is supposed to have because it tries to be scary it tries to be funny, and it seems like it's just trying to tell a narrative, dramatic story, and none of that connects at all. No. None of it. Whatever genre it pretends to be is bad at it. All right. Do, do you, Russ, do you want to talk about This is 40 briefly? Uh, yeah. The most amount of times. I have seen This is 40, I'd have to say, four, no, uh, like, I don't know, five times. Okay. It's... It was when, um, it was what, when, uh, Judd Apatow was in that like run of making, you know, really long comedies that do well on modest budgets. Um, and, and this was like a technically, I guess, a spinoff of knocked up, um, where, where it took those kind of side characters that we liked and just showed us their life. It kind of doesn't super have a plot, but long story short, is they're getting the they're getting old and they gotta make some different decisions with their very rich lives. Um, The movie it's not good, but it's there's enough on the screen to look at that I don't super hate it. What doesn't really work is that uh, Paul Rudd's character. They're supposed to be a struggling record label owner. <laughs> and if that's your character, I'm completely disconnected from your struggle from the jump. Uh, you're, they're like, we may have to downsize and sell our palatial home. Like, yeah. these, these, these are, I, if these are my problems when I turn 40 in four years, I'll be fucking pumped. Yeah, totally. This like, movie- there was no struggle. And it's kind of like this movie, I don't understand why it exists. I mean, I get why it was made or whatever. Um, But it's not funny enough, nor dramatic enough. And it's certainly too long. And it kind of doesn't have a point. And I feel like the movies he had made up to that point had, like, at least something to say about something. Yeah. And this one's just like, I don't know, getting, get, becoming a a middle aged, uh, upper, to upper middle class, upper middle to upper class person is hard. It's just white people problems. The movie. It's gross. I hate it. I. It's every single character whines about the most bullshittiest bullshit. Like, and this movie is like a couple years after the housing crisis. Like, 
it's so oh, yeah we, we had already occupied wall street too yeah so yeah paul rudd owns a record label leslie mann owns a clothing store and it's just their fucking problems it's like judd apatow wrote a movie for him and people like him which is fucking white old millionaires and it was it's so frustrating like th- there's this whole thing about leslie mann com- complaining about paul rudd um loaning his dad money he loaned his dad eighty thousand dollars fuck these people which, which fuck is more problems. than most people make in a year yeah fuck these people fuck their problems fuck that it's like f- f- I, I it's so because fr- it's also a over two hour below <laughs> Whoa. Is it a two-hour bloated move, Judd Apatow movie that just like meanders through a bunch of stuff, has plots, has well, I'm sorry, has scenes because they thought it was funny at one point that do not fit with the narrative? It's so fucking whiny and obnoxious. Yeah, this, this was probably of all his very long movies. This one needed an editor more than any other one, like a shorthanded editor because. The movie has some jokes and stuff that land, but it's like clearly the stuff that was improvised. I don't, this movie as written isn't a comedy at all. It's him trying to do the James L. Brooks thing, but it doesn't work here. And I know he's very capable of doing that, but it doesn't work at all. And it feels like they tacked on Melissa McCarthy scenes because of Brian's mates. They're like, oh wait, people like her now. Get her in this movie. Yeah, I, I, again, I still have not rewatched this. Alex, have you rewatched this since like uh, since the 2012? I, I I actually I haven't wa- watched it. Um, I remember again. I I agree with a lot of the critiques. I just I thought it was just kind of there, and yeah, I I while I I love getting annoyed at rich people. Trust me, it's one of my like hobbies. Um, uh, yeah, um, yeah. I thought this was more forgettable than obnoxious on a lot of stuff and um yeah it's 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 probably judd apatow's worst movie i would definitely give it that uh and i think that it like this is when the cracks on his style of filmmaking just yeah they definitely showed a lot and they showed in everything else too but at least they always had the good other half Right. And I will give you that this one does not have, from memory, a very, like, a good other half. Like, you're, again, like, you're, you're right. Your schlubby is supposed to be, like, you know, lead in this is he's doing just fine. Like, the guy is, like, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I imagine the movie does not call that out in any way, shape, or form, probably. Because uh, I think at the end, he just realized, like, everything's fine, right? Is that what happens? Everything's Whatever. fine, and then they sign Ryan Adams. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that aged well. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I really wish. Uh, this is the one movie I probably wish that uh, Tiggs or Alex you tried to watch again because I, I, I hate watch this movie. Yeah, I, I just I couldn't do it. I couldn't bring myself to it. And I watched all four of the other movies. Yeah. In one sitting. Just, <laughs> just I, like just I was just like, all right, let me rent the next one. Let me rent the next one. Just all of them right in a row. Um, and then I was I got to this is forty. I was like, I just don't think I can do it. Yeah, it's uh, oh my! It's I said like, I think uh, Russ hit it on the head that he was trying to James L. Brooks this. Mm-hmm. And, sure, but these problem like these problems are not relatable at all. No, no. It's 
as I said, it's like it's almost like after he got um, blowback for like people complaining, like why do we care about this Seth Rogen character getting this incredibly hot woman pregnant? And he's like, okay, I'll make a more um, you know relatable flick. What what what's what's an everyman? And lands on Paul Rudd's rich ass character. Yeah. And the thing is, like, the, they didn't really. T- I don't think I don't remember them telling us what either of those characters did in Knocked Up. Like, no, they didn't. No. Uh, definitively, you needed to. These people needed to actually have a real struggle because I think that's the, you're trying to tell a movie about you know getting being in your middle ages, kind of being sandwiched between your kids and your parents. And you just came off as like the 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 white peopleist of white people Gen X problems, and that connects with no one. Your yeah. daughter's a cute though. So let's with that, call, let's call it there. I hate this movie, Hold but on. I'm before not, we go any further. I wanted yeah. to throw one more movie into the mix. <laughs> uh oh. Um, because it's, I, I think it was in the discussions around 2012, and I think I fought for it to be out of the discussion on 2012, the first movie. Um, so I just want to throw out The Raven. <laughs> uh, movie is pretty bad. I mean, Yet, uh, you, you argued me out of The Raven. Yes, the John Cusack, Edgar Allan Poe, last days of Edgar Allan Poe murder mystery uh, of a serial killer who is copying Edgar Allan Poe poems. That um, sounds like a fake movie Friday. And the thing yeah. is, I saw this movie. I, but it doesn't, it sounds like one of us wrote a movie and it got made and someone is rich and they are lying to one of us, to all of us. Yeah, so I'll be honest, I never want to watch this movie again, but just like hearing the description. Uh, it just like it makes it sound like it kind of rules. <laughs> yeah, remember, like it opens yeah, up no, with like a, a text blurb that's just like, no one knows what happened on the like last couple of days of Edgar Allan Poe's life. Maybe it was this, and he's got like what like the pet squirrel or or pet something that like she travels around with. Oh my god, I have rewatched this movie multiple times. <laughs> how how is how is this even in the running for worse? This movie sounds incredible. <laughs> Just wanted to throw it out there as like, was I wrong specifically for talking Pete down from having this in the discussion? This um, never deserved to be in there at all. <laughs> and I, I, I will go. I'll go back and say that might have been my favorite movie of the year. <laughs> yeah, I kind of with the rest on that. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna for a place to legally download it right now. <laughs> okay, right. so. so- Though I absolutely hate This Is 40, and I would I would try to get anyone to rewatch it again, um, I think I, I don't think I could call it the worst because I, I understand that people like it. And it's not like – I think it's terrible for me and what I want, but I wouldn't – I don't know if it's the worst movie of the year. Yeah. I would agree. I don't think it was. I, it, it's either That's My Word or Dark Shadows. Um, I think it's gotta be Dark Shadows. I, I, think, think, I, I think it's Dark Shadows, and it's, and it's not close. I think – any of these other movies you can convince me to watch even you can convince uh, in a group you can get me to watch anything but like saying hey russ go home by yourself and watch these movies i can wrap my head around every single one of them but dark shadows i will not make it through dark shadows and in fact i didn't make it through this time i got like 75 percent of the way in and i realized so much i lost so much time in my life where i could have been watching love is blind 
and I was out. Yeah, it's it's one of those movies. It was this is the, this was the time in uh, our country in which we we were obsessed with Jackie Earl Haley, but we had nothing for him oh, to do. Yeah. We were like, you want to be a creep in something? We got we got a creep role for you. You want to be a creep? So yeah, I'm good with dark shadows being the worst. All right, we are rewriting history right now. 2012's worst movie is Dark Shadows. Wow. We rewrote history twice. Its best movie is also The Raven. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> best movie is The Raven. Worst movie is Dark Shadows. We have, we've done it. We, you're welcome, Internet. You're welcome, world. And I think I think that's about it. Should I take it home? Take us home. Yeah, I was just looking at what our actual best movie of 2012 was. You look that up while I say, you can find us on the web movie, movie podcast, Tom. You can find Russ on Twitter at Russ Incredible. Uh, you can email us your thoughts or complaints or what you think the worst movie of 2012 is and what you think the best movie of 2012 is and why it's The Raven to movie, movie podcast at gmail.com. And you can find our podcast by looking for The Priest of the Beekeeper. We're going to change the title of our podcast soon, so it's easier to find. But for now... Search for Priest of the Beekeeper. Uh, that's the name of our improv troupe. We have a, uh, a variety show the third Thursday of every month at Long Island City's beautiful The Creek in the Cave with our good friends and co-hosts, Zach Sims and Nick Mermitado. Uh, next one is March 19th. That is uh, th- two weeks from today. Uh, so come on out. we got some stand-ups. we got some improv. It's always a good time. Um, so come on out. Um, Pete, do you have our best movie of 2012? Our best movie of 2012 was Cabin in the Woods. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's also on our, our first podcast. Wait, what? That, that was on our first, but the first two movies, I believe, when we decided to do this podcast, we went and saw Cabin in the Woods and Lockout first day. And wow. I think it's, it's, it's basically been downhill since then. Um, <laughs> well, thank you guys for being here with me. And thank you all for listening to the Movie Movie Podcast. Later, dogs. <laughs>